Hey everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. My name is Justin Doro and I'm honored to be your host as we unpack this week's growth conversation. So just in case you missed yesterday's episode, this week I am chatting to the one and only Robin Aldea. <laughs> and our conversation is on the importance of managing your transitional seasons. So psychologists actually say that change is one of the most feared things that we as human beings will ever encounter. And yet the reality is it is impossible for you to get to where you want without going through a transitional process of some sort. So if you want to successfully enter into your next season, you have to learn what it takes to manage transition. A greater part of our growth and our success is seen in how we actually manage our transitional seasons. Robin, how is your transition process looking like today? Mm. Well, it's looking like, like I said in yesterday's episode, <laughs> like a lot of waiting and a lot of uncertainty. Um, but it's really good. It's a really good season to be in, even though um, it can be scary and it can feel like, oh my goodness, when is when is this going to happen now? Uh, you know, as you were saying, like we as humans, we're so afraid of change and yet it's something that as we're born, we're born into an ever-changing world. We yeah. ourselves change from the moment, you know, we're born actually from in the womb, you know, like <laughs> our whole life consists of change constantly and yet it's something that we fear. I think something needs to shift where we actually expect change, we embrace change and we learn to manage it well. And I think if we can manage the transition and become better people through the transition, then we'll just see like our lives start to thrive and um, we won't be so afraid of the unknown and just yeah. of embracing that change. So yesterday, that was our whole conversation, embracing the winds of change. And we said, basically, stop denying that change is already in the mm. air. If you are sensing that you need to change, embrace it and start managing the process. Become more intentional about how you go through the processes. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on what is supposed to be really uh, an adv- adventurous growth process. Today we're going to enter into our second phase, uh, Robin, and this one is what we are calling ending your current season well. We're talking about that whole process of having to die, you know, in my illustration or in my analogy of the children of Israel, we say that after they had embraced change or the winds of change, they'd stopped denying that you know, God is actually going to take them into a new season. What they didn't realize was the day or the night before their deliverance, there was going to be death around Mm -hmm. them. And so in as much as they were excited about the new that was coming, they didn't expect death. And many of us, when we are thinking of change, we don't expect certain things to end. You you know, we, we would easily embrace change if we could take everything in the previous season with us you know if you could just take all of us into your new season i'm sure they do not be a problem it's just like oh yeah you've got a perfect place in my (laughs) new season but then it would not be new Mm. so something has to die and we want to talk about that whole process of letting go of the old season in order to effectively embrace the new somebody once said that how you exit a season 
determines how you're going to enter mm. the next season. And so it is important that we enter into these new seasons the right way. Mm. So Robin, what were some of the things that you decided you wanted to do well? I'm sure in the process of trying to navigate your way through this change and transition, you knew that you had a responsibility to make sure that you end things well. Yeah. I just want to say that you can't move to phase two end well if you don't really fully embrace change yeah because like i said in yesterday's episode that you know i always said that i would need a clear like this is it kind of thing from god that okay my season here is ending and stuff before i could move into um the next and for me making sure that I was ending well was knowing without a doubt that this was what needed to happen. So I feel like if there had been part of me that was doubting or that wasn't sure that this was what needed to happen, it would have been a lot more difficult for me to end well because I always would have been holding on to something. And I think I have it really easy (laughs) because, you know, a part of what made it easy easier, not that it was easy at all, but what made it easier for me to end the season well was the fact that I knew that I had given everything. Looking back on everything, there were no regrets. I was like, I can recognize where I could have done things better and where I've grown and all that kind of stuff. I always had a fear when I thought about possibly leaving, you know, a few years ago. And and like you always kind of think, hey, what would life look like if I had to leave or whatever? There would always be a part of me that was like, oh, but what would happen to this? You know, like (laughs) a lot of fear and just uncertainty, whereas now it was just concrete like this this is it and it's okay yeah because you've given everything you know that you've done well you've been a good steward of what god has given you so in that's why i'm saying it was a lot easier because i know that i had done everything that i could and another thing that made it easier was the fact that you know i don't have ties like um like i'm not married i don't have kids here you know i don't um (laughs) I don't own property. I don't, you know, like there's nothing that was really that other people might have to think of. Someone that's married would have to think of a spouse or if they have kids, they'd have to think of their kids, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was like, Hey, I'm young. I'm single. Um, I have nothing that stops me from taking that step. You know, even if I go out and I fail, it's still going to be okay because it's, it's just me kind of thing. Yeah. So good. I love what you said about just making sure that you first embrace the change because if you have not embraced it, trying to end something that you're holding on to is going to be extremely difficult. It could be a relationship. You know, you're trying to end a relationship, but you're still kind of holding on to something in the relationship. It just makes it messy. And uh, for those who have been in broken relationships, you know that you go backwards and forwards when you're not sure that this is the time to end something. But when it becomes so clear, you can cut ties yeah. and actually And I forward. think what was really special about my process of, you know, coming to the end of, of the season was the fact that when I spoke to you and Reddy and it was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'll stay on and I'll help to transition and, you know, I can help train or whatever's needed. And you guys suggested that I take the sabbatical. And it, that was like such a answer to prayer and just like the grace of God in my life because I was really able to let go yeah. of um, just all my ministry responsibilities. That sounds kind of bad, but yeah. it was really what I needed yeah. um, in order to really end well. So part of preparing to manage your transitional 
process well is to let go of the past. And and we felt when we're having the conversation with you, the only way you can navigate this season effectively is to just stop doing what you're doing. So let's talk about the things that you literally ended. So we, we're talking about, you know, the work. Uh, that's that's one part of it. You, you had to let go of responsibilities and say, hey, that's no longer my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it kind of took a while, but I mean, obviously I was coming in to help out with certain things and whatever. And, um, you know, there was just like a couple of weeks ago where I, was, where I said to the person that I was helping, I was like, this is my last day yeah. that I'm going to be coming in, you know, yeah. to help. Like whether you kind of ready or not, like this is, this is it. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, um, you know, I've, I've been gracious. I've helped where I can, yeah. but now I really need to let go. Yeah. And I had to kind of make it clear to that person. This doesn't mean that our relationship is ending or that yeah. I don't care about what happens, but it's just that now, you know, it's like two and a half months later yeah. and I feel that you are ready <laughs> and the organization is ready to fully let me just move away from, from this thing. Yeah. So that was something that I would say was a clear, like, okay, but for everything else, it kind of just came to a natural end. Um, you know, like with um, True Kids, the kids' ministry, youth, everything, there was just a natural transition. I don't know how it was for you guys, yeah. but for me, it was like, you know what? I feel like I can place my trust in the people that I've been walking with. That's important to note that you have to accept that this is no longer my responsibility. Yeah. And then something begins to happen. Because when I think of it from an organizational point of view, it was actually a good thing that we decided don't continue yeah. because immediately it opened room for people to step up. We were so amazed, like, you know, how people just said, well, I'll do this, I'll do this. And had we kind of like kept you along, people would have sat back and said, well, Robin is still there. So we saw in the organization, even some people that we didn't expect to step up the way they did, we just saw them like kind of grow. And that's how change forces us to grow. Had you been there, I promise you some of those people would have never saved. In fact, they would have never said we are willing to try because there's always somebody who can do it and Robin is there. But now that you are not there, it just made that that option viable. And I think when you are the person that's going through that transition period, you need to actually let go. So I think I was really blessed and fortunate that I felt I could trust that you guys would be able to take that thing forward without me, if that makes sense. So good. So let's talk about the actual death. Like when I accepted your resignation, um, like we said yesterday, we kind of knew it was coming. We kind of knew that this is this is the next for you. But then there are things that we didn't expect. You know, you logically say yes, but then the death, the actual process of something coming to an end, like it only sinks a couple of weeks later mm. on like, oh, but Robin is not here. And that's when for us as an organization, we started noticing that something has changed. So yeah. even though the change had happened and we had embraced it and had received it, I realized probably two weeks later that there are some things that are not going to be the same. The assumption that everybody made was like, oh, let's just move on the same way. But as a leader, I knew that we don't have Robin. So for them, they wanted to like, it's business as usual. We can do it. And I'm as a leader saying, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to come up with a new strategy. And only after I came up with a new strategy, did I kind of step in out and lead in the team. Yeah, I think I think for you, that was probably a whole lot more real mm. because you remained behind. Yeah. You know, <laughs> For me, it's like, yes, I can recognize that there's death of certain things. But um, because I'm no longer involved in that, for me, it was like, 
I don't know. I don't even really see it as death. It, I guess for me, the biggest things that changed was just like the constant access that I had to you, mm-hmm. like kind of thing. Whereas before, um, if I needed to talk to something uh, about something, like you were right here, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And just being a part of the everyday life of the church and stuff. Yeah. Where now I, I came to church on a Sunday <laughs> as a church member. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and not someone that was like running behind the scenes or involved in any of the ministries that I was really just like attending church attending church attending church like I was a spectator and we're not advocating for spectators (laughs) like please serve in church but because of my sabbatical season it was like you know what I'm just gonna be that for this time so good I, I love what you said about you know noticing what was really dying and what was not dying I think part of the challenge in embracing death or the end of a season is that we don't know exactly what is ending yeah and it has to be first clear in our minds. And I know in our own walk, I kind of played various roles in your life. You know, I, I walked as a, as a spiritual father, as a boss. Um, we, we you wore a lot of hats, yeah. <laughs> so it's so easy to overreact to a season mm-hmm. ending because you think everything is ending. Yeah. And we had to be clear what is really ending. Mm. Uh, I remember actually when when we clarified this, your mom was a little bit concerned because I remember your mom was reacting to the, like she's getting the news from the outside and she's reacting to like, what's going on? But it wasn't reacting to what's going on with the organization as much as it was what's going on in in the relationship because for her, she could not comprehend a world in which we've worked so closely, done life so together and now all that is coming to an end and she had her own reactions to that. But I remember when we sat down and we're defining, uh, she, she walked out saying, wow, as long as you guys are good, because in her mind, she thought you leaving the organization means leaving the relationship. Yeah, like death of the entire relationship yeah, kind of I, thing. Yeah. yeah. And I must say, Justin, like for obviously for us, that wasn't the case, but in just being in that season of ending well, like there's certain things that I felt like I needed to make peace with and specifically with relationships. So there were certain people that I felt, Hey, I can actually see these people. Um, you know, like I may not always have them up close and personal in my life, but I would like them to be a part of, you know, um, just my journey. And even if it's, if, if it's in a small way, but I also recognize the people that wouldn't be. Yeah. Like I recognize, and that's not saying that they're bad people or that there's anything wrong with them. But it was like, I realized that, hey, when I leave Port Alfred, when I'm that's done here, that that's the end. Like, yeah, we'll probably be Facebook friends or whatever, but we're never going to connect again. Yeah. You know, we may run into each other um, at some point, but it's never going to be the same again. And yeah. so for me, it made me want to make sure that with the people that I know are going to continue walking with me going forward, that I end well with yeah. them. So there were certain conversations that I had, like certain meetings that I had with people to be like, hey, I actually see you as a part of my life in some way or form, form you know, yeah. and I, I don't want it to end here. Like I want it to continue going forward. And so that was really special. I mean, I even had to um, go see family. I saw family um, that I hadn't seen in years. Like I, I went to my dad and I felt that so many things were necessary to end well yeah. so that I can fully embrace 
like the things coming in my next, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of relationships, you needed to have certain conversations to clarify, mm. hey, you're still a part of my life. Uh, things will look different, but you're still a part of my life. Yeah. And, and that was part of your thinking in ending well. Yeah, definitely. So, so here's the thing. Anyone who still has a part to play in your future, you kind of feel like you need to have a conversation yes. with them. And if that person doesn't surface, it's just like, you yeah. Know. And also you throw, you throw it out there. Like yeah. there's some people that I, I felt that, Hey, I would like to continue um, a relationship with you. And to be honest, they, they didn't reciprocate. Yeah. So um, that's okay too. For me, that comes to a natural end then as well. But then when you actually put yourself out there like that, you realize that, hey, this person then actually says, hey, okay, let's go for coffee, you know, a few more times before you leave. And it actually happens, yeah. you know, yeah. because they really invested and they care about you. Whereas with others, it just doesn't happen and that's okay. Yeah. So identifying who you need to have a conversation with in terms of relationships is important. And again, uh, let, let's just clarify because maybe somebody is listening and they've been a good friend of yours and they feel like, oh, you didn't have a conversation with me. It doesn't mean that because you didn't have a conversation with a person, you don't care or yeah. what, what, what have you. It's just, hey, when you're also going through transition, there are some people that, you know, maybe because of distance or maybe they were not just present in that moment of transition you do in real life you actually think of them later when you are now yeah. in the uk and like oh my gosh i need to speak to so and so yeah and that's still okay because you're managing this mm. as you go yeah all right so let's let's talk about the things that you are going to miss because i think as we step into managing transition it's it's only healthy for us to ac actually acknowledge what we are going to miss mm. and allow that to be clear because sometimes you find yourself feeling low i know you're an emotional person uh, i know that you have your emotional moments unless you actually know mm. why i'm feeling the way i'm feeling uh, it it could actually confuse you you might think that you're messing up the new or maybe you made a mistake but you did not make a mistake the thing is hey i'm just feeling like i miss this yeah. you know and and just being real about it because when we think of the children of israel how many times did they miss the onions and the leeks how many times did they miss egypt so it's not that they wanted captivity again it doesn't doesn't mean like they wanted to go back into bondage but there were certain things that they really yeah, missed they missed the comfort of like the known you know yes yeah, yeah. so what would you say into that space um yeah. what are some of the things that you know maybe you're already beginning to miss mm. um or you know you're going to miss uh you, you said as we as we were starting this podcast you said to me one of the things i know one thing that i'm certainly not going to miss <laughs> yeah so i was like the one thing that i'm definitely not going to miss is load shedding hallelujah <laughs> thank you jesus for that but for those of you that don't know because we haven't actually said i'm going to the uk yeah so i'll be in a new country going to be on a new continent and while i've visited once before for 10 short days yeah. you know and gotten a little taste of the the city that i'm going to and stuff I know that it's going to be so different. I mean, yeah. it's a completely different culture, nation. Everything is going to be different. And I love South Africa. Like, I'm not one of those people that's leaving because I'm like, oh, South Africa is terrible <laughs> and it's doomed and all that kind of stuff. No, I love South Africa. I love the people. When I've traveled overseas, um, you know, coming home has always felt like, you know, like <laughs> these people, <laughs> they yeah. are my people. So I know I'm going to miss just the culture, the hospitality, um, 
you know, just the broader sense of like that South African commun- community. Yeah. Um, but then, so that's one thing. But then I know that I'm going to miss the people. Yeah. I'm going to miss the relationships, the the close proximity to the, the people that I've done life with for years. You know, my family is here. So I'm going to miss my family. I'm going to miss my church. You know, I'm going into a completely different context of a more, um, well, I don't know, like what yeah. to expect. You know, it's like... From the outside, I can see, okay, this is the kind of church that I'm going to and this is the environment that I'm going into. But obviously things are always a bit different. (laughs) So I know that I'm going to miss like our free style of worship and just the freedom of knowing that I'm a son in the house. And like that I can, (laughs) you know, I can really be myself and I can... um, like if I have a word to give, I can give that and know that it will be received and all that kind of stuff. So it's just like that freedom of, hey, the comfort of knowing that this is home. So yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me is going to be to make the UK home, if that makes sense. It's okay, like we're saying, it's okay to miss certain things, but then the reality is don't confuse missing certain things as I should have stayed yes, because yeah. it's natural. You are going to miss the things the way they used to be. Mm. And how you manage those moments is very, very important. And yeah. And I think I'm going to miss just also the freedom, the autonomy of like, here I've got my own car. Yeah. There I'm going <laughs> to like, I'm not going to have a car yet. Um, you know, I'm going to have to figure out how. These are like really practical, like yeah. simple things that. really is like the reality of what I'm faced with. Like I'm going to miss having an income, you know, I'm going in as a student. I'm not (laughs) going to have an income. This is like a walk of, okay, God, like you really need to come through for me because I, I I need to survive. Like I need to have, um, I need to buy toiletries. I need, thankfully, you know, God has provided accommodation and food and all that kind of stuff, but I still need to live, you know? So it's like, the security of having a job, like all that kind of stuff, having a car. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we emphasize and, and maybe even for you to hear it again, that the things that you miss, it's just natural. Yeah. You're going to miss these things. And even if no matter how well you try and prepare for the next, there are things that you're always going to miss in your previous season, but that's fine. Manage that well. You know, as an organization, we knew that relationship will continue. We knew that that, that's taken care of uh, wherever you are will still kind of relate. But for us, we're definitely going to miss your your charisma. You played a big part in in terms of just communicating, um, not only on stage, behind the scenes, even here for, you know, like a podcast doing Growth Week. It's just the charisma, the energy that you brought in conversations. And that's definitely something that we're going to miss. Your strong work ethic, that drive for you, wanting to just succeed and getting things done. And I want to say this when you're managing transitions. Rather be upfront about the things that you miss because many times the mistake we make is we don't communicate these things and in a sense we undermine the value that people brought into our lives. So when you're kind of like, hey, I just miss having coffee with you, that's important to communicate to a friend. Like, my goodness me, you know, I'm here, life is going well, I'm enjoying myself, but guess what? I'm missing a cup of coffee with you. That just says a lot because you are identifying exactly what you're going to miss or what you're missing and that communicates value. And so we, I, I actually wanted you to know that we're missing these things now, even though the church, you know, everybody looks and like, oh, you guys are fine, you're doing well. But 
yeah, we're coming up with extra strategy to build around what we miss. And you may look from the outside and feel like, oh yeah, they're fine without me. But it's important for us every now and again to actually communicate what we miss. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important to end well. And I think it's just a natural thing when things come to an end and you know, there's stuff that's up in the air and there's like bad feelings or whatever. It's not great. I mean, you know, it's just, it's not great. And I think we as Christians, we have a responsibility to make sure that um, we can, you know, part ways in a great way and not just be like, oh, you know, that's it put it in the past, you know, unfriend them on Facebook, that kind of thing. (laughs) So I think that that's really important to, to value ending well. And yeah, I mean, you know, there were certain moments where it was like, this doesn't feel good. Um, You know, this is a really difficult conversation or this process, like, I don't know what's happening. And, and like I said in the previous episode that the enemy has like this plan, he wants to come in, he wants to steal and to kill and to destroy and he doesn't want you to end well. Yeah. So you need to fight for that to end well. So good. Encouragement, always fight to end well. And here's the thing. Unless you are intentional about it, it's never going to end well. And this is what I've noticed. I've, I've been exactly where you are. So I can also speak a little bit in, in terms of experience. I always say, if I went to Zim right now, I can go to a million homes. You know, everybody who was in our church would receive me because I made the effort to end well. When you are intentional about how you exit, it determines how you're going to enter into your next season. So go the extra mile, work hard on ending well, because that sets you up for a good start. In fact, I got to speak to the people that you're going to join, the pastors. Many times we often ask our bosses to kind of write a letter of recommendation. If you didn't end well, what do you think they would say you know you expect them to say well everything is fine and yet it was not fine because you didn't end well so it's important to end well and while that is true in the natural it's actually true in the spirit as well if you end well spiritually god will always kind of give you favor and some of the things that you're experiencing right now is just as a result of that decision that i'm gonna end well uh the people that will bless you so into your life pray into your life is because you chose to end well if the narrative had been different they would have just said, well, we want no part to do with that, you know. So well done on choosing to end well. I know there's more to come. I can't wait to get into tomorrow's episode because this is going to be a juicy one as we talk about the here now. Actually, it's more like the wilderness season. And uh, so stay tuned in. Uh, We want you to keep trekking with us. So if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so now. If you've enjoyed this one, send it to a friend and let's keep growing. growing.